Good morning, and welcome to Speaking of Animals. I'm Caitlin Holling, and I'm the Community Outreach and Development Coordinator at the Flagley Humane Society. Happy Saturday, and welcome to August. This month at the Flagley Humane Society, NBC Universal Local and Hills Pet Nutrition is sponsoring the Clear the Shelters adoption event. Clear the Shelters is a nationwide pet adoption and donation campaign that helps find loving homes for animals in need. They have helped over 860,000 pets find their homes since 2015. And last year's campaign set a new single-year record with more than 161 adoptions while also raising more than $540,000. Our adoption specials this month at the Flagler Humane Society are from August 1st through 13th, dogs over 30 pounds and that have been with us for more than 30 days are only $30. From August 7th through 13th, Adult cats are $20 and kittens are $40. And then from August 14th through the 20th, we will be doing a study buddy special for back to school, which applies to all adult animals where adopters will get to pick an apple from our wall to see what discount they will receive. We have done this promotion for back to school in the past and it's a lot of fun. And just a reminder, adoption fees are necessary as we normally invest about $300 to $400 per pet prior to their adoptions. All our adoptions do include up-to-date vaccinations, up-to-date flea and heartworm prevention, a microchip, spay or neuter surgery, a 14-day free veterinary visit, and 30 days of free pet insurance provided by the microchip company. We are very excited to be working with Clear the Shelters this year, and we hope to get lots of animals into their forever homes. This year's Clear the Shelter ambassador is 16-year-old Sir Darius Brown, as he has made it his life's mission to save the lives of homeless animals across the country with his bow ties. And he is well on his way already at the young age of 16. Sir Darius got his start after learning about hundreds of dogs displaced from their homes in Texas and Puerto Rico that were transferred to shelters in the Northeast after Hurricanes Harvey and Irma in 2017. He knew right then he needed to do something to help them. So he used his passion for sewing, which he learned from his sister and his mother, to create bow ties for the shelter pets. His creations quickly turned into a thriving company, which he founded, Bows and Paws, where he's also the CEO. Bows and Paws is the company where I handcraft bow ties for dogs and cats to help them be noticeable and adoptable and find everlasting homes, Sir Darius says. I believe a bow tie is a symbol. It gives them a form of importance. It's going to attract people to want to adopt a dog or cat. For every bow tie that is purchased, Sir Darius donates a bow tie to a shelter pet. To date, Sir Darius has donated over 5,000 bow ties and has helped raise more than $800,000 for animal shelters. I don't think any of us has have ever thought that it would get to this magnitude that it currently is, sister and co-founder Deja Brown has said. I'm so glad that it is Sir Darius that has been able to advocate for shelter animals and to promote adopting, not shopping. And now we're going to play a short clip of Sir Darius speaking about his mission. Hello, my name is Sir Darius Brown. I'm 16 years old. I'm from North New Jersey, and I am the CEO and founder of Bows and Paws. I've brought in some donations. Excellent. And I've brought in some bow ties. Excellent. Will you help us put them on some animals so we can get some of our kids adopted? Of course. Bows and Paws is a company where I handcraft bow ties for dogs, cats, to help look more noticeable and adoptable and find their forever loving homes. 
I believe a bow tie, it's a symbol. It gives a form of importance. It's gonna attract people to wanna adopt a dog or a cat. Every single bow tie that I make, it's personal. When it's handmade, it creates that bond. When growing up, I had certain speech and comprehension problems, even like five motor skills delays, and I feel like within this initiative, I was able to overcome it. I learned how to sew from my sister, my mom and my sister. They are very proud of me. If it wasn't for them, this initiative wouldn't have become close to possible. Some accomplishments that I was able to achieve, I was able to donate over 5,000 bow ties. I was able to help raise for animal shelters over $300,000. And I was even able to receive a letter from former President Barack Obama. I created this bow tie for Clitter Shelter because not only is it really cute, but I wanted to spread the word. I'm really excited to be working with Clitter Shelters because we're going to be clearing out shelters and all the dogs and cats are going to find a home and it's just going to make us feel better as people. Awesome. How inspiring, especially for only being 16 years old. If you're interested, his website is just sirdariusbrown.com. Alrighty. And speaking of clearing the shelters, we are going to talk a little bit about the overpopulation crisis currently happening in the shelters across the U.S. This information is from Christina Gonzalez's article on cleartheshelters.com, where she speaks with Miami-Dade Pet Adoption and Protection Center. The Miami-Dade Pet Adoption and Protection Center has an average capacity to house 250 pets. But right now, the shelter has the difficult task of providing shelter, food, and medical care to more than 600 dogs and cats who are desperately awaiting adoption. This article points out an interesting statistic, which is about twice as many lost pets enter the shelter compared to the number that are given up by their owners highlighting that lost or stray animals are fueling the overpopulation crisis in our country's shelters. The ASPCA estimates around 6.5 million pets enter U.S. shelters each year, while an average of 4.2 million pets are adopted each year in the U.S. The national crisis is really impacting individual pets, says Flora Beal, the public affairs administrator at Miami-Dade's Pet Adoption Center. The length of stay or time that pets are awaiting for their forever family is increasing by a lot because there's a shortage of adopters. Beale asserts that those who find a lost pet on the street have several options that they can pursue to ensure the animal can be reunited with its owner. Taking them to a shelter should be the last option. Think of the pets you find not as strays, but as lost pets that someone's looking for, Beale said. When you bring a pet into the shelters, their chances of being reunified with their family goes down to less than 10% in Miami-Dade County, less than 20% nationally. While municipal animal caretakers work to provide food and care for hundreds of pets in their shelters, Beale says the confined environment can have a dramatic effect on the pet's behavior, causing them to become disconnected, fearful, or even aggressive. All this can prevent them from being adopted. The last place that you want your pet is in a shelter, Beale said. It really is a stressful environment for them. It's much easier for one person to find a home for one pet rather than for us to find 500 pets a home, Beale added. According to a recent study by Frontiers in Veterinary Science, most lost pets are found within one mile of their home. Instead of dropping a lost pet off at a shelter, here are some ways you can help. First, find a safe place for the pet. If you find a lost pet, try to approach them safely. Having a treat and staying calm can help. Once secured, take the pet to a safe place while you search for its owners and give it food and water if you can. 
check for identification. Check if, to see if the pet's wearing a collar with a tag. The tag may have the pet's name or owner information so you can contact them. Walk with the pet in an area where you found it. Dogs often recognize the area where they may where they are and they may lead you to their home. If the owner is looking for the pet, walking around the neighborhood may make it easier for them to reunite. Also check if the pet is microchipped. If the pet is microchipped, the vet, police, and local pet supply stores can easily scan it and see if the information about the owner is appear. And lastly, you can upload the pet's photo to the Petco Love Lost app. Using their database, you can report a lost pet. You can also create an alert that you can share on other social platforms like Facebook. Petco Love uses facial recognition to help reunite them, and they are a nonprofit organization which helps eliminate unnecessary euthanasia in shelters and offers a solution to the overwhelming amount of lost pets. All right, and we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some recent animal news stories. All right, welcome back, and let's get into some recent animal-related news stories. This first story comes from Tampa, Florida, just a couple hours west of us, where a Florida woman leaves her inheritance and her $2.5 million mansion to her seven Persian cats. The seven Persian cats are now up for adoption at the Humane Society of Tampa Bay after their owner left behind her inheritance to care for them for the rest of their lives. Their names are Cleopatra, Goldfinger, Leo, Midnight, Napoleon, Snowball, and Squeaky. They all spent six months at their million-dollar mansion after the owner, Nancy Sawyer, passed away. The cats were checked on a few times a day, but a judge ruled that they needed better care and new homes. So they are now up for adoption at the Tampa Bay Humane Society. The CEO, Sherry Silk, says if you adopt them, she left money to fund all the vet care, all the grooming, all the food, whatever these cats need. The money totaled to around $300,000, enough to cover the cats' expenses and necessities for the rest of their lives. How amazing is that? She's a true cat lover. One day, I hope to afford to do that for my animals. Alrighty, this next story comes from Wesley Chapel, Florida when a woman was surprised to find a curious alligator at her front door when she got up at 4.30 a.m. to see why her dog was riled up. Lucia, the homeowner, told Amazon's Ring that her video doorbell captured the unusual encounter outside her home in Wesley Chapel. That was the first time I saw the gator on my property. No further sightings other than armadillos and possums have occurred, though. My neighborhood has lots of ponds. There's one behind my house and across the street. I do love gators and have lots of neighbors that are protective of them, Lucia says. The gator looked pretty big in that video, probably around five feet long. Thank goodness she checked on her ring doorbell rather than actually opening the door to see. We always have to be careful of gators here in Florida, especially being careful to keep them away from our pets. All right, now for a more heartwarming story about how a rescue dog from Florida now serves as the very first law enforcement therapy canine in Dade County, working at the University of Wisconsin-Madison campus. Charlie, the one-year-old Border Collie mix, is not trained to sniff out narcotics or explosives like most police canines are. The training 
is very similar to other canines in the sense of obedience, but the actual skills that he is required to perform is very different, his handler officer, Caitlin Gamash, says. She said Charlie's loving nature proves he's a perfect fit for the job, which consists of lots of pets and cuddles for students in the resident hall on campus come this fall. But he is also trained to respond to serious calls, whether they're in a crisis situation or in some sort of mental health incident, Gamash says. Not only is Charlie lending a helping paw to community members, students, and staff, he also works in his own office, providing support to first responders. It's so interesting to see how dogs can just read human behavior even more than we can, and I'm trained to do that, Gamash says. But he can pick up on small facial expressions and your change in emotions before any of us can even detect it. Charlie rides with Gamash and the squad car to every call even beyond the boundaries of the UW campus. We just know that animals can do it better than we usually can, she says. Anyone that has a pet probably wouldn't argue with that, and we know about the science and the changes that your body will go through when petting and just looking at dogs. UWPD says Charlie will be joined by another therapy canine sometime in the fall. How awesome. Dogs truly are so special and provide so much unconditional love to us humans. Now we're going to move on to some more educational topics to help keep you informed on how to best care for your fur babies. Did you know that there are over 700 plant species that can make your pet sick or worse, die? Houseplants have become increasingly popular recently, and for many good reasons. I myself am a huge plant lover. They provide fresh, clean oxygen indoors, and a recent study led by the University of Technology Sydney in Australia has come out with a groundbreaking study revealing houseplants can effectively remove toxic cancer-causing compounds from the indoor air. Researchers found a small green wall containing a mix of houseplants was highly effective at removing harmful cancer-causing pollutants, with 97% of the most toxic compounds removed from the surrounding air in just eight hours. So we definitely want to help you enjoy the benefits of houseplants without putting your pets in danger. Here are some plant species to steer clear from. One of the first plants to keep away from your pets is the sago palm, which is pretty common here in Florida. If ingested, you will start to see vomiting within the first couple of hours. And then within 24 hours, the animal will start experiencing liver failure. If an animal ingests any portion of the sago palm, this includes both seeds and fronds. Studies have shown that up to 50% of ingestion cases are fatal, according to the ASVCA. Sago palms are also fatal to humans if adjusted, so be very careful. If you have cats, you'll want to avoid Easter lilies. While these trumpet-like flowers emit beauty and fragrance, they are also dangerous to our pets, especially cats. According to the ASPCA, if a cat ingests even just a tiny amount of this plant, it can cause dangerous symptoms, including kidney failure and lead to death. Early signs that your cat may have eaten this plant include vomiting, lack of appetite, and lethargy. Seek immediate medical attention if you suspect they have ingested any part of the lily. Even though lilies are non-toxic to dogs and horses, owners should still keep them away just to be safe. And there's another popular plant you'll want to keep away from dogs, cats, and horses, which is the desert rose and other related plants in the adenium family. These plants can cause cardiac problems for dogs, cats, and horses. Symptoms to look out for if you suspect your pet may have ingested part of this plant are vomiting, diarrhea, irregular heartbeat, or even death. 
For a list of toxic and non-toxic plants, visit the ASPCA.org. If you do suspect that your pet may have ingested a potentially toxic substance, be sure to call the ASPCA's Animal Poison Control Center. The number is 888-426-4435, or you can contact your local veterinarian as soon as possible. But thankfully, for all our plant lovers out there, there are still quite a few beautiful houseplants to enjoy, which are safe for our furry friends. Some of these pet-safe houseplants include orchids, bromeliads, Christmas cacti, Chinese money plants, spider plants, Venus flytraps, Boston ferns, calatheas, peperomias, ponytail palms, and if you're looking for something a little bigger, parlor palms are a great option, and they do well indoors in medium light. Just make sure to research any new plants before bringing them around your pets. All right, and we're just going to do a quick break, and we'll be right back. All righty, and we're back. Just a quick recap on our adoption specials this month at the Flagler Humane Society. With the Clear the Shelters promotion, we are doing from August 1st through the 13th, Dogs over 30 pounds that have been with us for more than 30 days are only $30. August 7th through 13th, adult cats are $20 and kittens are $40. And then from August 14th through the 20th, we are doing the study buddy special for back to school, which applies to all adult animals and adopters will get to pick an apple from the wall to see which discount they will receive. And we also have our shock clinic every Saturday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. You can find the list of vaccinations available with their prices on our Facebook page. We also have our microchip Mondays every Monday. That is from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. There's no charge for the microchip or implant and no appointment is needed. We have toenail Tuesdays every Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. It's $15 per dog or cat. And then we do birds, reptiles, and pocket pets, too. It's $10 per bird, reptile, or pocket pet. And we also do low-cost dental care and wellness exams for pets. Just make sure to call us at 386-445-1814 for more information on the low dental care or wellness exams or to make an appointment. And then we're also having an adoption event tomorrow, Sunday, August 6th, inside Pet Supermarket in Palm Coast from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Stop by to see some of our adoptable dogs and our amazing volunteers. We even have some cats staying at Pet Supermarket up for adoption, too. Yesterday, we were at the first Friday event in Flagler Beach with adoptable dogs as well. We try to go there every month to the Flagler Beach's first Friday event with adoptable dogs to help them find their forever homes. Make sure to stop by next month and say hi. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Animals. I hope you all have a great Saturday.